Yellow. We are the Greater Mythos Podcast, a very unorganized podcast where we talk video games, movies, and everything in between. I'm Josh. You're also Josh, and we're tired. We're tired boys. <laughs> yeah, I am really tired, and we were going to record last night. Yes. But I was even more tired last night, so... Well, it's interesting because this is this is the second week in a row, I believe, that we've we've done it uh, the morning of release. Um, and I, I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't feel as in control as I should be in regards to my approach. But, you know, I, I also know how much you like to live on the edge and to throw caution to the wind and uh, everything like that. So I, I respect uh, what's going on, you know. Well, I mean, we could have done it, but I would have been a zombie last night. But uh, yeah. That's all right. We're here now. Yeah, we definitely here. We're here. What do we got? What's uh, what's on the what's on the table? So, as you know, I finally got God of War. Yes, I forgot already though. And I've been playing it. I haven't beaten it. I'm only on the like I got to Alfheim or whatever, like the second world, I guess. Yes. Um, and I'm liking it. It's pretty fun. The combat's pretty brutal, and uh, there's like a lot of depth to it. But you could just ignore it if you want to. And just I'm trying mash the hit button. Oh yeah, I'm trying to remember. Al- Alfheim is uh, that's like the elf world, isn't it? Or part of it, or the yeah. I'm trying to remember. You're fighting a bunch of bug people. Yep, 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 yep. Those are flying elves. I'm pretty sure. I think. Like, yeah, it's like dark elves or something. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, it's it's cool. I'm liking the world and um, like the the puzzles and stuff for the chess. I feel like you could just ignore all of it if you wanted to, but you can go out of your way to get the get it all. Yes, I totally forgot about the chests until you just mentioned it. Re- refresh my memory. Are they they're hidden, but they're not right? I'm trying to. Well, like, there they're... are like some that are, but for the most part, like the really good chests that have like the power ups in them or whatever, right. they'll be in plain sight. But you have to find like three runes to open them. Right. Are they like levers hidden. or something? Well, they're like they're sometimes they're written on things, objects. You either have to break it or or right. move, uh, like spin something or whatever. Yes. And once you do all three runes, then the chest can be opened. And they usually have like a increased rage beat meter or increased health bar stuff like that. Right. Do they have? They have, there are, are uh, certain cosmetics too, aren't there? Like armor and stuff you can get, or is that only from the smith? Uh, I don't know the, about because. Well, I found I found armor in chess. It, it wasn't any good, but I'm also early <sighs> in the game because I like upgraded this one set I got that gives me a bunch of strength. And I don't know if if uh, that was min maxing or not, but I feel really strong. And I'm just waiting for the wall to come where I just stop being strong because mm. I'm like too too sh- uh, too hitting everything right now. What difficulty are you on? Normal, the balanced one. Okay. So I guess I could have gone higher but eh, i i don't think i did i think i is the normal the the easiest so to speak or is there an easy before normal too there's an easier one i think it's like story or something okay yeah i'm pretty sure i did story <laughs> well you know and, and if it comes to the point where or it's i'm like dying on something over and over again i'll just turn it down i'm more interested in right. getting through the game than i am the right. challenge for this one Yep, it's really good. That's uh, 2018, I think, is when that one came out. Um, so it's only been two years. I thought it was like 2017. I'd I'd be um, I was waiting for three, but you might have to. Yeah, might give it a googs. I think it was 2018. Um, I think you might but, be right. Boy, did it make some waves! And boy, did I actually buy it and beat it. 
what a what a what a monumentous moment for me. Oh, it's a good game. I'm really liking. It. I wish I had played it before. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I like the whole the axe combat, like throwing it and, cut, yep. and pulling it yep. back. Bring it, and... Yep, pulling it back. That's that's where the money is right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes you want to like punch the wall to your left once you get the axe back in your hand or something. I feel like I need to be more brave in the combat though, because I feel like in the boss fights I'm just kind of sitting in the back, throwing it and pulling it back over and over again. And I feel like that's just yeah. the uh, the coward's way of of beating bosses. You know what, man? If it works and if you get results, then just roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only time I even go in on boss fights is when I use the rage. Yeah, that's that is when, uh, fun. That is a very fun ability. Is that like the the Hulk smash mode or whatever, where you yeah. where you put the axe away and you just freaking trash everything? <laughs> yeah, it's yes. fun. You just destroy everything. And that first fight against whatever one of the Norse. Gods oh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Haldir or something like that? No. Uh, I, uh, I think it starts with an H. I, I forget already. Um, Halder? Something. Ba- Balder? Balderdash? <laughs> <laughs> something like that. That was a cool, like, cinematic fight. Like, you're not really doing much in the first fight. Right. Half it's cinematic, but. Yep. That is cool. And I'm liking the whole dynamic. Like, he's like a Greek god, and he's, like, intruding yep. upon Norse territory or whatever. Yep. Yep. Super cool. So is did you so per our conversation last week at some point what were we talking about dang it um, we were talking we were talking thank you we were talking about a different game and then I had referenced that it was open world but it wasn't at the same time like God of War do you remember what that what we were talking about the yeah, other game Fallen was Fallen Order was it Fallen Order that's what I mentioned yeah 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 and that's what I was like yeah it's it's very much so does that comparison ring true or would you argue otherwise that it's still a little bit different. So, yes and no. It In the individual levels, it's very similar. There's puzzles, there's unlockables, collectibles, and then there's, like, slight RPG systems on the combat. It's basically a very similar game in that regard, um, with the rolling and the fighting. But the difference is that you don't have to get into a ship and go through, like, yeah. a loading screen. I don't even know if there's loading screens in Fallen Order. You don't have to go through a waiting period. All the levels are interconnected. So it's kind of pseudo-open world. With Fallen Order or God of War? God of War. God of War for sure, because you're 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 on the same. Oh, hiccup! Excuse me. Um, you're on the same world, except for when you go to Alfheim and stuff, and then you yeah. you freaking transport yeah. or whatever. So I guess in that regard, that's more like Fallen Order's planets. But I think that God of War is a bigger game. You think so? Sure. Oh yeah. <clears throat> huh. I mean, just Midgard is like half a Fallen Order size. Really? The planets aren't that big. There, well, I think Fallen Order's planets are more like depth-wise than they are just like expansive. Well, like, I'll tell you what, that one freaking planet that I'm still on, where you have to you have to dig down to the depths of the Earth and then lose your way and can't find your freaking way to the that, top. That's the biggest planet. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fun or not so fun planet. You just need to it's get not, through it. I I did. I think I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> we should let's not derail back to God of War. <laughs> So I like it. I the RPG systems. I originally I had watched like a donkey video, and he had mm. mentioned that he felt like the RPG systems are, are tacked on like unnecessarily. But he also doesn't like RPGs. I think so. So took, what are the the RPG side of this again? Because I, I haven't played it since like. Well, they have stats. They have like strength and luck and right. runic and all that to affect your damage. It's so like skill using skill points and stuff like that is what you're referencing. Yeah. There's gotcha. armor with that have stats on it. There's uh, you get experience and you level up skills. It, 
and it's it's an RPG game too. It it has it feels more in line with the game than than I thought before. Though um with the puzzles and I don't know if it's going to change later on. None of the the skills help you in them. Like all the puzzles in Alfheim were just throwing your axe through like membrane yeah. things. Yep. And yep, yep. there's that there's that one skill you can get where you can lock on to multiple thing enemies and your axe will hit all of them. And that would have been yeah. super cool to like utilize that in like bonus areas and the but they don't. You just have to line yourself up with three and then throw it through all three or whatever. Yep. But you know what? At that point, fine. Do it and then we move on and then we finish the game. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just nitpicking. And not like I'd actually go back. I I'm liking Quit nitpicking. the game. But and after I beat the game, I don't know if I'm gonna come back and do all the extra stuff because uh you know, I just want to move on to the next game. But if I'm really, really enjoying it and I don't want to stop, then maybe. Maybe. So I might have I might have asked you this whenever. Did you have you played any of the, the previous ones, the original games? I played God of War three a long time ago. I think it was three and I didn't play for very long because I rented it for like right. a weekend. So, um, but yeah, that's, I haven't like beaten any of the previous three, but I've, I've I know what they're hmm. like. Hmm. Have hmm. you? No, I haven't played any of them. If I've, I've seen, I've seen gameplay obviously. And I, I'm probably have watched some of my friends play when I was at their house, you know, several, several, several years ago. No. Cause the, the original games from what I can remember, um, they didn't really grab my my attention. Mm-hmm. Like it, it looked it looked fun, you know, just beat the crap out of everyone, fight freaking huge bosses and stuff like that. But it just wasn't where I was at. To where this one, obviously, as technology has advanced and graphics, and they they totally overhauled the whole engine. Not only like I said with the graphics, but with the gameplay system as well, as you were talking about, and they, it really just kind of grinded my gears there in a good way yeah it, oh it's really fun yeah the previous games are more beat-em-ups you know and i mean that some people like that type of hack and slash gameplay but i think for me more in-depth systems to to think about and to if i want to maximize my potential i can do that it makes you feel like you're you're being clever while you're playing the game which is a, is a good feeling i guess you like to feel clever don't you I do, because hmm. some games make me feel like I'm not, like multiplayer games. Right, correct. Yeah, I totally understand. So with all that, what, and again, you, you probably told me this too, you're, you're a man of the world when it comes to video games. You're all over the place. You, you indulge in a, in a lot of different uh, 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 worlds, genres, that's what I meant to say. So what, it's taken you so long to get on this train. What's the deal? Yeah. What's so, your problem, man? So I think... And maybe this is just because my faith in AAA titles went down. I guess I should have just realized when everyone liked it that it was probably pretty good. Sure. But back in 2017 and then in 2014, the big two years that caused this problem were the last two Bioware games that came out because they were like my favorite developer. and. Right. Their last game, Andromeda, which I don't need to go into. Yes. I think everyone knows Rest about in that. Peace. Yeah. That really, like, that affected me. Like, this is my favorite developer. They've that made affected good games. Me. <laughs> well, think of, I mean, these are the people I get that it. I, I trust with the game. And now right. that's just not. And then they in spit 2014, in your face. well, yeah. <laughs> and this, it happened before the Dragon Age series went off the rails with two. And then Inquisition was only 
It still wasn't the type of game I wanted, but it was fun. And then I was like, okay, they're starting to redeem themselves. Starting, And then they do that, and then Anthem recently. My faith in AAA developers. Did you down. get Anthem? I did. Actually, um, did you? <laughs> I got into the beta of that game. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it was... It was in an unplayable state in the beta, but it's a beta, so I didn't think much of it. I thought, I mean, I was a little concerned because they had spent five, six years making it, but supposedly, I I was like, well, maybe now they know it's unplayable. But they were trying to make a Destiny game, but they were trying to throw in their, you know, their story into it, and that's not why people play games like Destiny. They just want to get. It's like a looter shoot. They just want to run in, get loot, oh, yeah. get stronger, oh, yeah. shoot more. They don't care about the story. I mean, I guess some people do, but it's not like the predominant theme. Right. And it's Anthem not what you're throwing money at it for. Oh, yeah. Now, what really excited me about Anthem was like the free-flying thing you could do. The, the Iron Man boost. <laughs> yeah. And admittedly, that's a fun system. Like, that's like the one good thing about the game. And it graphically, it looked good in the open world. I didn't think the characters looked good. I think hmm. Bioware has been having problems with character animation, but I do think that it was fun to play. It's just my computer felt or sounded like it was dying trying to play the game. Oh. It didn't run well on anyone's computer, and that like forced story just wasn't wasn't what people wanted. And also, I think it's like fifteen bucks on the Microsoft Store now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it flopped. Big time. Hmm. They stopped hmm. development on it. Same with Andromeda. Their last two big games came out and they just stopped developing it. No DLCs were made because um, they were flops. And I think what Bioware needs to realize now is to go back to what you can do, what you're good at. Don't try to change your formula because your developers obviously aren't into that. And also, when you're one of your mainline series is coming out, like Mass Effect, don't throw it mm-hmm. to a new studio that doesn't know what they're doing. That's kind of bizarre, isn't it? Well, imagine I mean, if you're in that studio's shoes, too. Everyone makes fun of you now for make for making a horrible game, but that was your first game. Like All the pressure right. was placed on you with this massive IP. It's kind of like giving a... Uh, and not that one, not that every time this happens, it's bad, but it's kind of like giving a, a indie film director, like a, a, a Marvel film. Yeah. And it's... You, 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 you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit, but also I think, I don't think that's gone bad every time that that has happened, but, but no, yeah, that's, it's not going to be a 100% sure thing and games never are, but they had a a tested, a tried and true system of making like the mass effect series was third person shooters with RPG elements that people just liked story driven dragon age, story driven fantasy game. And the first one was, um, like you could pause combat, give your orders, very strategic combat. And that was like your audience, right? For those two games. And then you just do something different. You alienate your current audience and new people come to try your game. And it was a new studio, so it's not fun. Man, I don't know. It's a PR nightmare. I don't know whose decision making it was, but. You sound hurt. Well, I am. It's my favorite <laughs> developer. Now, no, Absolutely. Their next game, whatever it is, I will play it. Sure. And I can't wait to hear the hot the hot take from you about it. I hope there's no hot takes. I hope the hot take is that Hello. it's good. Right. And then it ends there. Yeah. Well, in in conclusion to to the God of War talk, so you're 
uh, I don't know how many hours you're in, but you, you've you've put in a good amount of time here in Alfheim. You're doing your thing. You're mm-hmm. you're killing flying elves. With the little bit of context and story that you've gotten thus far, do you have any thoughts or uh, speculations as to the conclusion or, or how things will kind of end? Because the whole the whole uh, story, so to speak, of the game is that Kratos and his boy Atreus are uh, trying to scale this big A mountain mm. to spread uh, Atreus's mother's ashes and, you know, Kratos's wife's ashes at the top of the mountain. So do you think they'll be successful? Well, yes and no. I, I feel like there's going to be a twist because, you know. Because twists. There has to be one. Um, as far as I know, there's. it seems like there's this undertone with Thor and Odin and that you're, or I think just Odin with your character. Because like the guy who shows up at your house and you fight, you know, he's he says he was sent by Odin or whatever or Thor. So I think, I think the, his name is Balder, by the way. It's something like that. I think it's. I think that's what it is. Continue. So I know that that's going to be like the big storyline eventually. I mean, all the God of War games are about taking on the pantheon of wherever region. It was Greece at the beginning, but so that's. I, I'm expecting that. In hmm. terms of like getting to the mountain, I feel like they will. The one thing that threw me for a loop and spoilers, I guess it's the first quarter of the game. So I don't know how most also it's been out for almost two and a half years or yeah. something like that. <laughs> but when you get, when Kratos goes into the pillar of light in Alfheim and he like is there for like maybe 30 seconds and he comes out and is, and Atreus is all mad at him because he's been gone for a long time. Right. It wasn't really 30 seconds. That was weird. I'm trying to remember. Huh? Yeah. And then, and then, uh, we're so actually I said I was in Alfheim, but I think I'm leaving it now. Like that's the next thing I have to do is, is leave. I think I finished what I'm going to be doing there back to Midgar. Yeah. I will say that I can't remember there were two or three other worlds. I think you could go to, um, there's probably more or maybe less, but I can't remember. There was one specifically, I don't, was it Valhalla or there was somewhere else that I was like, I want to see what that looks like. But it, it was locked, and I'm not sure if it was because it was intended to be DLC at some point or if there's – after you beat the main mission, if you complete things, then you can go to it. I never really followed up on that. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was. Do you do you remember by chance what, what the options to the worlds are when you well, go into the there transportation was, thing? Yeah. Um, we had Alfheim. There were like six or seven other doors that you could go through. Wow. So I imagine – I mean, I couldn't go through them yet, but they were like on the screen and like on the little interface that you interact with. They were there, too. Right. The only one they said you just couldn't go to was Jotunheim, which is like the giant's place. Cause they said yeah, the maybe door. maybe that's what I'm thinking of. And they said that there was like a, a tower that was missing or something. There, there might be a DLC involved with that. I don't huh. know if the game has DLC or not. It, it doesn't yet, I don't think. But I mean, I would, I'd be darned if they obviously don't make a sequel or something mm-hmm. uh, with the new new hardware coming out, or maybe not because you haven't finished it and you don't know how it ends. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm liking it. I'm gonna play through it. I, it'll take me some time because I just take my time through it. Sure, as you should. I don't want to burn out because that's what happens with every other game. I play it too much and then like in one sitting, or because that's when I have my free time. You're too passionate, and then I don't come back. You leave them hanging. (laughs) 
So big, huh. uh, big announcements, I guess, if you're into yeah. the Xbox world. Of course. They had their, a bunch of games announced. Yes. Like their new Halo game. Yes. Open world. I haven't, I, I have, I literally have a video brought up on my computer of kind of like the, the, uh, what is that? What is the word? The rundown of everything that was announced. I saw, I saw some of the gameplay, which looks insane because this isn't a bad thing. From what I saw, it looked like original Halo, but obviously a lot better just as far as the, they were on one of the, the actual Halo rings, the, the vibe of it, the graphics were obviously a lot better. What uh, what all did you hear as far as the open world part was concerned in, in that approach? Well, I not much because I only saw the Fable thing, and we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah. But no, I, my friend was telling me that it was open world, and I was like, Halo open world. Interesting. Right. How, so first, before you continue, when you hear those two words put together, how does that make you feel? Because I listened to a, a different podcast yesterday of of people talking about they didn't want those two things to be mixed. You know, when they think of Halo, they like the the linear campaign, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit more straightforward and, and tailored. And then obviously the multiplayer is its own separate thing. So how does that make you feel inside? So it depends on how it's done. I think I love open world games when they are good. Like the world fits <laughs> no the way. gameplay. <laughs> right. Because in a lot of ways, you know, those open world games, they're just, it's just padding. Like even Grand Theft Auto games, like if you've played any of them, that's literally all it is, is just driving here, driving there, and just and even Red Dead Redemption, it's all just padding. That part. Like it could just be linear levels. So it's it's interesting. Now I was trying to think of Red Dead Redemption 2 being linear. <laughs> well, it's just like if you just take out all the traveling in that game. Right, sure. The rest of the game could just be like smaller levels where you just run around shoot people and then you load to the next one i'm not saying that would be a better game but it would the story wouldn't be affected the gameplay wouldn't really be affected right and i think that's the difference some open world games actually utilize those open worlds and i think that's what this needs to do to make it worth it because if it's just okay get into a warthog and i you need going to drive all the way to the other side of the, the zone to do this quest right yeah, no. that will be that will be interesting because yeah, like I said, sorry to cut you off. There was I, I only saw a brief clip of that actual gameplay, and it looked as if so they they got on the Halo ring, mm-hmm. and then they opened up a map, and then they like pinged three different like battery locations or whatever, like artillery battery that I think I guess he had to go and blow up or something. I didn't finish it, but um, yeah, I not that this is a mind blowing thing to say, but it's such a delicate balance between having an open world map that you're in but also having it feel purposeful Mm -hmm. and intentional but also part of the open world aspect i feel is just eye candy too yeah i feel so yeah it's interesting to think about that that healthy dynamic between all of it now and this is interesting i mean if if it's just if it isn't as purposeful as we would want, but it looks incredible, right. then people aren't going to mind driving a distance or walking a distance if they get to see some cool stuff. And uh, it'll be interesting. Do you Playing- think that they're going to they're gonna take the, the God of War-ish approach and, and uh, fall in order to where you have, you have the base location, 
but then you you get transferred to other open locations and things like that. Do you think that could be a possibility? I'm sure they'll do something like that. Unless like the whole game takes place on the Halo ring. If there's going to be like going to Earth or going right. to other planets or something. I don't know how they're going to do that. I kind of hope it's actually more of a real open world. You know, I don't, you I don't do hope that. Is that what you said? Yeah. As huh. opposed like either go take either go full linear or full open world. I, these like pseudo systems. I think it works in games like God of War. But for first person, I don't think it'll work well. Really? It just takes you out like first person's usually more immersive of an experience. And then all of a sudden you're just thrown in a loading screen. I don't know. Right. If you like lose control of your character in a first person game, it feels worse than in any other type of game. Hmm. So I hmm. guess that would be my opinion on it. Though if I can't really say any way that it would be bad. I don't know. If if maybe they do it and it and it works and it's fun. But maybe. We'll have to see. I mean, the old linear levels of the Halo games, they were not all of them were linear. Some of them had like a lot of branching paths you could go and like right. secrets you could find. Now that's huh. they like there needs to be skulls, right? I you need to be able to the find skulls, them yeah. all over the planet, and then some of them that's had awesome. like black boxes or something. You'd be able to find those too. Wow, yeah, and those kind of collectibles. But I, but in terms of collectibles, don't make it a banjo kazooie game where that's all it is. You know? <laughs> banjo kazooie game. Well, and that's that was my problem with the last Dragon Age game, is that mm. that it was so many things to collect and to do. And it was like chores is what it felt like. That's the open world just felt like a list of chores you had to do before you could do the next mission. And I'm fine with there being a lot of stuff. But just if it's overwhelming, I'm going to lose motivation to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Like I said, I listened to a different a different show yesterday of of them kind of talking about the things that we're talking about, and in the moment, I, I was mowing I was mowing my lawn, so I was only half paying attention. But the more I think about it, yeah, that'll be really interesting to see that. Like I said, the balance because they were talking about um, how they they really who's making this one. This is a uh, still three four three, right? Yeah, three four three. Yeah, I, I believe so. Like they really got to hit this out of the park mm-hmm. because Halo Five. Uh, wasn't um the best yeah it wasn't the best i thought it was fine but also i haven't done as many deep dives and and whatever into the the halo uh hashtag mythos but (laughs) um yeah and so with it with it being kind of one of the main is it a launch title for the xbox x or is it coming out later i forget i think it should be a launch title but if they don't want to rush it then that's fine but right. I feel and like so, for the sales of the Xbox, they need it to be a launch title. Right. And, and also, so with that, boy, the pressure is even more on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Halo has been the Xbox's flagship for ever. You know, it was like their thing. They're exclusive. Right. And, and I feel like R- after you, three, it stopped being that. What do you think as far as story and narrative goes where do you what do you think the because i didn't beat halo 5 um that was with Locke, right spartan Locke, he was a part of it and that whole situation um do you think that this is going to end uh the chief's story or do you think he's gonna he's gonna keep keep trucking on or what what is your your thoughts there if they end the master chief storyline people won't play the game anymore i mean he's like half the reason people buy the game you know so how much longer do you think they can keep him the focal point 
do you think that he's 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 well enough a character and beloved that he could just keep being that until they actually you know for sure end that side of halo or what, well, what do you think if you think about it there really isn't that much to master chief he's not even really right. a character he's, he's he talks like maybe three lines in the whole series he's just right. a suit of armor with a gun the whole point is like he's cool. it's like doom guy yeah you know he's he's cool he's powerful and he's in this world and and that's all you, that could fit any game really so i feel like they could keep using him as as long as they wanted that was a big criticism with Halo 5 is people didn't care about Locke. They didn't care about that right. other Spartan team. Like, right. I don't want to play as this guy. It's not as cool to me because, you know, Master Chief is the best one. So why would I want to play the, the not best, you know? Right. Well, so, yeah. So moving on from the story side of it and, and you know, what that's going to look like. Uh, multiplayer. And uh, did you did you you played Halo 5? Yeah, I'm assuming to some extent. Yeah. What did what were your thoughts about the war zone, the war zone gameplay or the what am I thinking of game the, mode? Did you talk about the firefight? It's called war zone, isn't it? I don't know. Is that the one where you have like you're a bunch of people on a team against NPC enemies? Yeah, that's that's the PVE. Yeah. Yeah. War zone firefight. I think it's firefight. Huh? That's, Listen, we can both be right. OK. Yeah. So, yeah, it was fun. Um, I think that the highest difficulty of that is too hard. You just every, sure. you die in one shot and nothing dies. You don't have enough ammo on the map to kill some of the enemies. Perfect. So that was my thing of it. But if you play on like the heroic difficulty, it's fun. You get in vehicles, you blow stuff up, you, right. you have fun with friends and stuff. Yeah. I feel so like it is good. Well, I feel like if they're going to do that in, in this game or any multiplayer and they don't utilize that open world in the multiplayer, then then I don't know. Right. Well, I was I was a big fan of the and again, I can't remember the actual name of it because it's been a while. I think was Firefight the game mode where it was the 4v4 and you were like in the arenas? Is that what that one was or was that called something different? No, that's like Slayer. No, 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 no. This is the one where it was like a search and destroy, but it was it was the 4v4 and once you're dead, there's no response. That's not Firefight. I don't remember what that's called. What was that called? Did they, anyway, big, they big fan of Halo. What's that? Do they even have that in Halo? What specifically? The search and destroy. I don't remember that. Well, game no, yet. no, no. It, it's not. A, it, I guess I was just referencing the once you once you get killed, you're out until the end of that match. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's like. Ranked SWAT, I think, is like that. Yeah, let me No, This is this the very rare occasion where I'm actually going to Google something <laughs> on air and um, um, fire. Um, well, you know, it, it. I think the firefight was what you were talking about earlier, the war zone thing. Right? Yeah, so so war zone for sure is the PVE mode. Um, what is that called? But Grand I think album. the thing I that people I know always wanted to play was SWAT, where you basically it's basically Call of SWAT. Duty. You die yep. in one shot. Yep, that's definitely part of it. So so with all that, um. Another thing that has been apparently confirmed from some developer or whatever is that um, more or less Battle Royale will be a part of the game at some point. Not at launch, but at some point. Well, yeah, they'd be a fool not to do that. <laughs> I was going to say, what, what is your, do, do you care? Do you, well, also interesting, really quick before I, I pass the torch, uh, the people I were listening, I was listening to, they, someone equated, um, how'd they say it? 
they more or less said that Battle Royale isn't necessarily a fad anymore, something that will come and go. It's more or less now just another game mode like Team Deathmatch or, you know, Domination. It's there's a Battle Royale. That's just it's just a brand new game mode that has stuck its claim, so to speak. I thought that was interesting. I don't know if I fully agree with that. Because, I mean, hmm. if you think about the traditional... A hot take! Well, the traditional team deathmatch thing lasted a long time, but it ended up being a fad. You know, people don't play that anymore. Everyone plays BRs now. And I think... 10, Did you just say people don't play team deathmatches anymore? Not really. You wash your mouth out with soap, sir. You they must just, not be on Modern Warfare. <laughs> well, even on Modern Warfare, Warzone has like triple the player base as the regular game modes. No clue. And it's Very like... Very well could be. And at Fortnite and PUBG and all these games, they have the highest player numbers. They just do. Hmm. Because that's what the kids are playing, literally. That's what the kids are into. <laughs> and that and they drive sales and they drive what the games will be developed around. Hmm. Which is interesting because these are M rated games. But that's yeah, just the way it the way it works. And I'm not a fan of battle royales. I've I've never really liked the genre. I don't like the feeling right. of, of just dying and being out the whole game and like spending like 20 minutes seeing yep. absolutely nobody scavenging shot trying to hide that's fine in a single player game but if i'm in a multiplayer game and then someone could just end me in one shot and then all that progress was wasted and i just sour taste in my mouth it's not for me but also i didn't mm. grow up with them the kids now right. are growing up with battle royale the kids now are growing playing. up with them they have them on their ipads <laughs> they don't know about the golden age of of the old shooting games the like, golden age of team deathmatch <laughs> yeah that's what we grew up with and i'm not the biggest shooting fan in general but i love halo i love playing the old slayer and 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 that's not going to be the most popular thing um they would be i think they would be a fool not to Doing a battle royale is the way to make money right now. Hmm. It just is. I mean, you just we already know what it's going to be like. There's going to be a battle royale with battle passes and and purchasable skins for for Spartans and all this stuff, and and that's what people are going to be. That's how they're going to make their money. And they're all about the cosmetics. And they make more money from that stuff than they do from game sales. Right, which is insane. So I don't know. I wonder if they'll do what they did with Call of Duty where they'll make the BR mode free to play. That's what I was just thinking about. You make you make that mode free, free to play, but then you you do have, you know, the the in-game purchases and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. to kind of still have that supplementation. And I'll try it. I try every battle royale. I think it's pretty I guess obvious at this point that I don't like the genre cuz every time I've tried it I have not had fun. But I'll, I'll give it a try. Maybe the Halo BR is the one for me. I don't know. We'll see. Who does know? I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm excited for all the hot takes, man. I'm all, I'm all in. Yeah, but I think 343 needs this game to be a success. The Xbox needs it to be a success. Because in line with the Xbox is that they are not doing exclusives. Like, the games won't be on PlayStation, but they're also going to be on PC. Right. And I think... That, I think, makes me happy as a person who uses a computer. But I don't know if that was the best financial decision, given that a lot of PC mm. players just won't buy an Xbox now. Because why right. would I do that? That's a, that's a good thought. So I don't know. Because like, you look at the PlayStation 5 and the exclusives they've already mentioned, that's going to get people to, to, to buy the system. 
So, so in conclusion to Halo, talking about exclusives and such, uh, Fable, we yes, we meant we talked about that either last episode or two episodes ago. Just that there was a speculation and such. Well, there's a new Fable. <laughs> um, yes. Did they, did they say if this was an exclusive or not, or did you did you just say that there are no exclusives? I forget how that all ended I up be- shaking down. I believe Microsoft has confirmed that every game that comes out for the xbox will also be on the computer like mainline gotcha games. i don't gotcha. know how that goes to third party but we'll see hmm a hmm. fable all the fable games have been put on the computer at some point so i i feel like it will be ported eventually i don't know on launch i suppose we'll have to see about that but, so correct correct me if i'm wrong because again i did not do my due diligence and research um I just had a brain fart and I feel bad about it. Did they, the, the trailer that they showed for Fable, that was just a cinematic trailer. Yeah. I think so. It wasn't, okay. It wasn't gameplay or anything. It awesome. just had that fairy flying around and it got eaten by the frog or whatever. That's all I saw. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Hmm. So, and that's interesting is I played Fable Anniversary on the computer. Not very much. I think that's the first Fable game, but I think everyone's favorite is three, right? Fable yeah, 3. yeah, I think so. I need to play through that game. I have, and I think I mentioned this last time we talked about it. I have one or two Fable games on my Xbox because they were the free game of the month at one point. Mm-hmm. And I booted up one of them. And unfortunately, and I, I totally know this is user error. I loaded it up. I got to the main menu and I just it was it was an Xbox 360 game. And I was like, I, I don't think I can mentally do this right now. <laughs> so I didn't. But I, in a perfect world, I would love to go at least play through one of them just to kind of get into that world a little more than what I what I have. Yeah, I want to play through three. I don't know if I'll go back to Anniversary. I just, it felt like a clunky PS2 game. And I know that's what it mm. was. <laughs> so right. <laughs> I, I can't judge it too much. But Anniversary was supposed to be like the remaster. I think of the first, yeah, of the first one. Yeah, I think that's what right. anniversary means, and it just wasn't. I don't know. I'd have to force myself through that game, and it's not like because it has poor graphics or because it was a PS2 looking game sure. that I can't play it. I play retro games all the time. It just it it games need to feel good to play. I guess. What a, what a statement. <laughs> but down that same line. Recently got back into to finally finishing my, my playthrough of Stardew Valley. Oh. That game doesn't sound like... If if someone just explained the the genre of the game to you... Yes. It does not sound fun. And then you play it for 100 hours. Right. And I don't play any game for that long. it's still not fun. <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's, I just, I just. It is so fun. And I don't... It's like it's charming and it's... It's there's some strategy to it if you want. Um, the sound, the music design is incredible. The look in the world is is fun, and designing your farm how you want it to, it it works. Hmm. Are you playing that on the Switch or your computer? I forget. The computer. I have it for the Switch, but I just I since I've been playing on a keyboard and mouse, going to the controller um, doesn't work for me. But I've also heard the opposite sure. is true. So whatever you first played it on is what you prefer it. No, I think, hmm. well, I think Sarah would like this game. She you think would. so? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, she'd have to get past the retro graphics, but 
everything I don't else. Think she, I don't think she'd have a problem with the retro graphics. I think she would have a problem. I hope you're listening, woman. I think she would just have a problem with sitting down and playing a game. Well, it's multiplayer. So you'd have to play it with her. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> no, it's... Well, it's, then, because then at that point, we might as well be playing freaking Mario Kart or something. <laughs> well, hey, it, Stardew Valley is fun. They they recently yeah. added a new... So that there's multiple different farm maps you can pick at the beginning. And the rest of the world is the same. The rest of the town and the other areas you go is the same. But your farm can look different. And they just added a, a, a co-op map. Like the, the farm is like split into like four quadrants. And they all have different quadrants. vibes. And you like and so you play multiplayer on the same farm and you work together to make a lot of gold and and I think that's some people really latch onto that. Well I have here's all my here's all my wheat and then I turn all my wheat into flour and wheat. I turn all the flour into bread and then I sell it for a lot of gold or whatever. Or I make these vegetables, I turn them into wine or this fruit, mm. I turn it into wine and then I age the wine and I sell it and you can do like different industries you just pick some and you go down that or some people just love the charm and the vibe of the game I mean if you just look up the soundtrack of it it's beautiful it's awesome oh yeah is it Minecraft level (laughs) better it's like the the nostalgia level from like playing old games and, and the old retro musics oh it's so good hmm and it oh it's fun in, interestingly enough, I, when it comes to the Stardew Valleys, the the Celestes, which I actually have played and beaten, by the way, and uh, even freaking uh, uh, Pet Island, what is it called? Um, hey, all the animals are on the island. What's it called? Uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even when it comes to stuff like that, the the ideas of the games are things that I'm like, yeah, I'm into that Hollow Knight too. Like, I, I like the idea. I like the look and the aesthetic and the vibe. Mm-hmm. But then when I actually attempt to play them, and again, I know this is this is totally on me. I just I can't get myself to fully focus in. And maybe it would have to be a, you know, it would happen over time sort of thing. But yeah, I, I had Stardew Valley on my my wish list on my Switch um before I parted with it. But so there's been a lot of people who like you don't think they can get into those games. And then they play Stardew Valley. Sure. And then they get into it. It's just that kind of game. It's just it, like even it it's good even if you don't like those type of games. It's the way it was crafted, hmm. and, and and I, I do think come you out would again? like it. Oh, 2017, 18 too. I think. Okay, so it's relatively recent. Yeah, something like that, and uh, instant hit. I mean, one of the highest grossing indie games ever. Hmm. Uh, it was just an incredible game. So it's inspired by the old Harvest Moon games which were like okay. Nintendo games. Sure. Is similar type, but then Stardew Valley added so much more to it. Like customizing your farm and making it look however you want and the more in depth like you can like there's a lot of other towns people and they all have their own agendas and and the the world feels like it's alive because people go and do things. Like the NPCs will walk around the town and they have objectives they're going to try to do and Sure. They all have their different likes and dislikes of the different products. You can give people gifts and you can even get married in the game or all that stuff. Oh, there's like the mines. You can go in there and and go mine ore and fight monsters in there. And then you can go fishing. You can, listen, listen, so much. I'm all about mining ore. 
are you? No, but hey, as we get closer to 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 landing this this plane, I uh, not to not to totally you know dismember the Stardew Valley talk, but I've had enough. Uh, two things I wanted to say, and sometimes I don't have anything to say, so count your blessings. Uh, no, I just wanted to declare and and, and uh, announce that after much inside soul searching and and pondering, um, I have come to the conclusion that I like the Harry Potter movies. You finally figured it out, huh? I finally figured it out. As as you know, uh, uh, more or less our whole family went through all of the films um, mm-hmm. uh, during uh, the past couple of weeks. And this was, this was my first watch through of all of them. I had seen bits and pieces, you know, throughout, but this is the first time seen all of them all the way through start to finish. Uh, I think Sarah's too. She might've only seen one or two of them, but uh yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. Number one, I am. I have confirmed again within myself that I am going to go back and read the books. I'm going to do it. Oh, um, that's yeah. A, I'm in. I'm change. into it. It is. Yep. I'm going to do it. But also, you know, some people are the oh, the books are better. Or read the books first or the movie first. And there's truth to either one, I guess. But uh, in all reality, I did the same thing with Lord of the Rings. I saw the freaking Lord of the Rings movies as I was growing up and they were coming out, but mm-hmm. I just read the books, as you know, the, the in the past six months. Um, I, I did the same thing. I watched the movies in like elementary school and then right. and then I read the books in high school. So I'd already yeah. seen the movies like 10 times each. Right. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to going through going through the books. Um, the second thing is, and this is this is where I put on my sentimental cap. So get ready. I didn't fully... I don't think I fully understood how much I did like them and appreciate them until we, until we watched, I think it was last week, wasn't it? Uh, or was it this past week where we, we, we watched Deathly Hallows part two and we, we wrapped it up and on the drive home, I just, I caught myself reminiscing on all the good times we had in Hogwarts and how it, it now laid in ruin. And then 19 years later and all this stuff. And I was like, man, there's, Interesting. There's still a part of me that wishes that um, I would have either read the books as I was growing up, not even before I saw the movies, but just growing up, or that I saw the films as they were coming out so that I had that extra extra tier, if you will, of sentimentality. Uh, but I still I still enjoyed them a lot. Oh, they're amazing. Like, and not like they're the, the highest quality movie you'll ever see, but right. the world building and the characters really get you invested. And say what you want about Rowling, but that's, you know, she did that well. Yeah, and and honestly, for some reason, one of my my favorite characters was Remus. I was like, I like you, Remus. I'm glad you're here. And then, oh, goodbye, Remus. Spoilers oh, yeah. for Harry Potter. He's but, one of my, he's one of my favorites too. Yeah, he just he had he had this he had the swagger. I don't know what it is. Might have been the mustache. Who knows? Yeah, I think there was a lot of the dark in the last movies where they just kept like five on i felt were much darker and the the bad guys just kept winning you know well yeah because it was it was it was less about and maybe this isn't the right way to say it but by the time you got to film five like you said it was less about the world building and the adventures in hogwarts and more of the prophecy of evil and the fulfillment of that and having to deal with it yeah, and I know that the, the story needed to do that eventually to come to a conclusion, but I would have watched eight uh, fantasy Hogwarts adventure lighthearted movies. I would have. Sure. No. Yeah, I would too. Now. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Like three was about as dark as I want it to go. I it's just give me because the whole idea of a magic school, you know, like that's every kid's dream. Like I don't want to go to regular school. Ew, I want to go lame, icky, gross. (laughs) I want to go to magic school, man. And that is really cool, and it really resonated with a lot of, especially younger kids at the time when it was coming out. It's like, well, I hate school, but hey, this is a school I want to go to. Right. And also, I never will. But hey, the idea is cool. <laughs> yeah. And then like, it gets dark, and I'm not always a big fan of the horribly depressing dark stuff, but I think it was done well enough. Well enough. The 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 ringing review. Well enough. <laughs> neutral. Neutral review. No, I love, I love the movies. I mean, I'll always... I've seen the movies enough that I'll see plot holes and, and yeah, they exist. Sure. But it was the not the convenience of fault. magic. <laughs> yeah, it's not the like the director or producer's fault or actors or anything. That's just the way it was in the book. There are plot sure. holes. So but, really quick, did go ahead. No, you're you're good. You can go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you have any you're welcome too? Did you have any knowledge of didn't didn't an, another Harry Potter book just come out semi recently? They did Do you like, know what I'm talking about? It was weird. Uh Something, I don't think Rowling wrote it, did she? I think she did. Something beasts and um, where they come from, or something, something like that. No, 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 no. So, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Those were those were the other like prequel ish films. There, there was a book. I think it was called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Have you heard of that? No, I have not. Really? Okay. I would love for you to do some research on your own time and let me know your thoughts. Because if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think Rowling wrote it. And I think it came out somewhat recently and everyone hates it. Interesting. And that's it. <laughs> did did she like, was it like a fan thing or did, did no, she... it's, it's a real thing. Hang on. Yeah. Part two of, of Josh Googling on air. Hang on. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. I heard about the fantastic beast, but I thought that was more aimed at being a play than a book or than a movie. Uh, no. So I think there's two films. Oh, wait, this says it's a play. What the heck? So Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is a 2016 British two-part play written by Jack Thorne based on the original story by J.K. Rowling, John Tiffany, and Thorne. Uh, Previews of the play began in the palace, blah, 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 blah. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Huh. We all know that now. So it's a play, uh, but also I think it's, uh, I think they made it in book form. And I, I think I remember seeing someone review it and saying how like how much of a complete disrespect it was to the Harry Potter world, <laughs> which is always a fun thing to hear in a review. I probably would never go see it. I'm not one for plays. It's weird. I will divulge myself into every form of entertainment medium. But every time I go to a play, I'm just kind of bored. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because... Not that you were hinting otherwise, but plays, you know, they take a lot of manpower and and skill, one would assume, and skill to pull off and to do well and, you know, to be good. But even like what you just said, either some people connect with it or they do not. Um, Case, uh, I just saw Hamilton. I can't remember if we talked about that uh, a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. on on Disney+. Plus. It's insane. The, the, again, the skill level of these people. Uh, what they what they do, their ability to freaking sing slash rap and dance and do all this choreography, and it's it's insane. Mm-hmm. And as good as as it is, it it still wasn't necessarily my cup of tea. Doesn't mean that it was bad, but it's just you know, 
yeah, different strokes I mean, for different folks. I mean, yeah, I mean, theater and, and stuff is, is probably acting in its highest form, I guess. I don't know. I don't know anything about acting, but it's like the purest form of acting, I guess you could say. It takes a lot the of talent. purest form. Because it's not like a movie where you can just do another take. Yeah, right, for you, sure. You have to get it right. And and they do. I mean, the skill is is apparent. It's just it just doesn't entertain me. Now, if there was plays about subjects I enjoy, but you never see science fiction plays. So, do you not? Isn't didn't they do like a science fiction thing of Macbeth or, or was that in an episode of iCarly or something I'm thinking of? <laughs> an episode of iCarly. I was I don't it? know. I don't know, but I've never actually seen a science fiction play. But that would Would you have... want to? <laughs> it's now that I think about it, probably Sounds like not. it could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Science fiction, if not done well, comes off as cheesy. I think that would probably come off that way in a place. I would even, I would even add that if anything is done not well, it could be cheesy, <laughs> but science fiction for sure. Because if I were to see a science fiction play and this actor uses his rocket boots and he's just being, uh, pulled up into the air by some fishing wire. That would be pretty insane, <laughs> but also maybe worth the price of admission. <laughs> so we can do one more topic before we end. Yep. Yep. Really yep. We're getting close here. here. Getting close here. On the same vein as theater and acting. Do we know when the black widow movie is actually coming out now? Oh my gosh. Oh, you opened up a can of, a can of worms. Not really. Um, that's a great question. Cause, uh, again, Googling part three, I was just reading or I just saw another video before we we started rolling about all of like all of the Disney things that have been scheduled for next year, um, like a lot. So on on Google, uh, classic Google, November 6th, 2020, as of now, seems to be the release date for Black Widow. OK, so it has been pushed back that pushback for sure. Yes. COVID needs to go away. All right. It's doing bad things to good people. Yeah. Because I just want to go to the movie theater and watch the I movies. Know. And I, I can't know. do that right now. That's a whole other conversation. And Tenet, like, we, go ahead. Even if they open it up right now, you have to go and you have to wear a mask and you have to social distance. It's like, first of all, I'm not comfortable in a mask. I still wear it. I still do my duty, my civic duty. You're an American. Like I don't like it. I already have asthma. My lungs are already weak, and I have to push the air through a fabric, okay? I don't like it, but I do it. But sitting for two and a half hours wearing one, I don't think so. Well, that this is this is truly a big, a bigger conversation of, of thoughts and frustrations. And uh, oh, yeah, those I think, are my thoughts. We, <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. I think we would have had Black Widow. I think we would we'd be coming up on Wonder Woman 1984, I think. Yes, some big movies uh, I, I really wanted to see. I think. Yeah, Tenet, I think, was was pretty close too, which has been delayed indefinitely. But let's hold on to that because that, that, that's so much good content out of that, Josh. So much good content. Um, Got to save it for the next episode. Yeah, for sure. All right. So with that, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. We, we've done our time. People have had enough. They're wanting us to leave. Um, hey, we are on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on YouTube. Give us a rate if you want. Leave a review. Tell us if you hate us. Uh, just say you hate Josh and we can distinguish which one you're talking about. Uh, that'd be a fun conversation. <laughs> uh, new episodes every Friday is what we aim for. Uh, depending on when they go up, depends on if we do it the night before or the morning of. But, uh, you know, 
Josh is to blame, and we'll leave that into the listeners' hands to decide who it is. 